welcome to the first ever Sports Lawyers Association podcast. Whether you work for a team on the field, the ice, a court, track, or a diamond, our association gives you an opportunity to grow. You're listening to episode number one, SLA Now, Then, and Tomorrow. Sit back and enjoy well beyond the final buzzer sound. Here's Matt Mann. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first Sports Lawyers Association podcast. I'm Matt Mitten, Executive Director of the National Sports Law Institute and Professor of Law at Marquette University Law School. I served as President of the Sports Lawyers Association from May 2015 to May 2017. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by current SLA President and Arizona Diamondbacks Executive Vice President and Chief Legal Officer Nona Lee and SLA President-Elect Bobby Hacker, a sports media consulting attorney with uh, Robert E. Hacker, attorney at law. I've asked them both to join me today as the current president and the incoming president to talk about the past, present, and future of sports law in the SLA. Um, to start, I'd like each of you to give the audience a little bit of background information about yourselves. Uh, Nona, if you'd go first. Um, what happened for me was that the WNBA started. And a former college basketball player, all I could think about was how I merged my passion with my practice and uh, did the research and found out that I d- decided that I wanted to be in-house counsel for a team and was very lucky uh, that the stars aligned for me. I went to work as a transactional associate with the firm that represented the Diamondbacks. And just about that time, the general counsel for the Suns announced she was leaving. They set up interviews for me. Uh, with the Suns. I did not get the job, but I did. they did create and give me a number two position. I accepted that position and uh, was with the Suns, ultimately as vice president and associate general counsel before uh, asking to go start the legal department at the Diamondbacks after the two teams were sold. And I did that in 2005 and have been there ever since. One day, a friend of mine who was working at Fox Sports called and said that there was this potential job. He didn't know a lot about it about about it, but knew that it was a foot-in-the-door job. So I went there and I took it. Um, and after I was there six weeks, essentially just receiving forms to use to fill in the form contracts, it happened that the vice president of business affairs for the Fox Sports Group had left, and I had spent those six weeks getting to know every senior executive in the sports group And so when that person left, the chairman and president of Fox Sports said, well, you should just do all this business affairs stuff. And I did that for 18 years. So part of it, part serendipity, part, you know, keep trying to get the job because I had tried a number of instances to get these sorts of studio or in-house jobs. And each time the executive would say, really liked him, really smart, but we need somebody to get the ground running. And I didn't have the experience until one day a business affairs executive said, oh, sure, I could. he can do all of this. And miraculously, I was an entertainment lawyer, which is how I got in the door at Fox Sports to begin with. Um, let's kind of look ahead. So um, what advice would you give to someone who aspires to work in the sports industry today? I would say, first and foremost, hone your craft. I mean, without that, you don't have anything. 
also develop relationships and, and not just develop them, but maintain them because relationships do matter in this industry. It's a tough industry to break into and networking is very important. Uh, most importantly, more importantly than anything, I would say is um, integrity. You know, no matter what you do and who you come across, always stay in your integrity because your reputation is everything. And that's all you have at the end of the day. Yeah, I couldn't agree with what Nona said more. And I think I can break it down as I see it into three sort of pools, three pods that you might think about. One is, you know, have no blinders because if you get so caught up in thinking you know what you want to do, what you want to do, and you don't see the opportunity that's around you, there are jobs that exist that a lot of people never knew existed and, and they turn their head, they see that job and they go, my God, that's the perfect job for me because they went through life without blinders. The second lesson and the most important one in the modern times is there are no participation trophies. So if you want to succeed, you have to work your ass off. You have to learn, you have to stay on top of it. My favorite quote is um, Tom Hanks was once interviewed on Inside the Actor's Studio and he was asked the question, what is the one job you wouldn't want to have? And he said, a lawyer, because their whole job is just doing homework. And when you think about it, that's what we do. We research, we study, we present papers, whether it's in a litigation context or transactional law context, that's what we're doing. We're always studying and we always have to keep aware of things change. The law is a living, breathing thing and you have to be aware of that in whatever your area of practice is. And then finally, and most importantly, to thine own self be true. You have to be authentic. You have to be who you are. If you think that being a lawyer means you have to act a certain way or do certain things, there is some truth to that, but success is based upon what sets you apart from everyone else and why do people want to work with you. And then it all goes back to the, the, the key things that Nona just said, and that's integrity. And there's nothing that a lawyer, especially a young lawyer, needs to be aware of than that concept. Um, you've both been members of the Sports Lawyers Association for a number of years. Could you briefly describe what do you think some of the most uh, significant benefits each of you has gotten from being a member? Well, for me, I would say certainly something I referred to before, um, the networking is unmatched. The opportunities to network not only at the annual conference, but at uh, regional outreach events in between are unmatched. Um, and then also the substantive content. I, I don't know anywhere else as a sports lawyer or aspiring sports lawyer where you can come to a conference uh, like the one we have every May and meet not only meet all of your annual CLE requirements, but meet it with really interesting and relevant substantive content. Um, and, you know, beyond relationships, just for the sake of, you know, our careers, just the relationships that we form with people that are friends for life. I mean, it's a wonderful organization, and those have certainly been the biggest benefits I've gotten from it. And what I think separates the organization and part of why I'm such a zealot for promoting it is that those of us who are involved in it realize that we are very lucky as lawyers to be able to practice in an area that we love. You know, the old line, 
you know, if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. That's nonsense because we all work our rears off to the bone and work really, really hard. But when you love what you're doing, it sort of assuages the pain of endless hours and difficult times. But we love what we do. And part of what we're trying to convey is people that make the effort to come to this conference, we're here to tell them it's worth the effort. It's a great place to be. How can we help you be as lucky as we are in what is a relatively small set of opportunities in the scope of all lawyer jobs? Uh, this question's for Nona. Uh, as, as the current president of the SLA, um, what accomplishment are you most proud of during uh, your two-year term as president? And also, if you want to talk a little bit about, have you seen any significant changes in the, either the sports industry or the SLA uh, during the past couple of years? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I have to say that, you know, I, I am proud to have had the opportunity to serve as president of the SLA, especially being only the second woman in history to have done so, um, following uh, Pam Lester, who is amazing. And so I'm proud of that. But, you know, my objective was to stay the course and to help the uh, SLA improve in whatever ways I could. And, you know, I, I think that I did that. You know, our, our executive director, Melissa Pomerine, is amazing. And she and I came um into our current roles at a time when our previous executive director uh, passed away. And, and so, um, you know, it was kind of a scary time because neither of us had done this before, but we did it together. And, um, you know, I think certainly, you know, I, I, I was able to, you know, follow in your footsteps fairly well, Matt. You did a fabulous job. And, you know, I think the thing that I'm most proud of was trying to um, improve diversity and inclusion in the organization and uh, keep that top of mind for people and um, also to try and, and, you know, get, create opportunities for people to be involved in leadership at the board level or more opportunities for that. And I think, you know, shifted the way that we, we do that a little bit. So, you know, th those are some things that I'm really proud of. And, you know, I, I, you know, hope to continue to see grow. And, you know, frankly, I look forward to supporting Bobby, you know, for the next couple of years and seeing what he's going to do. He's going to be fabulous. I'm excited. Yeah, well, you know, I want to say thanks to you, Nona, because there's been a lot that the organization has accomplished under um, your leadership and you're leaving some big shoes for Bobby to, to fill. So um, what, what are you looking forward to do in uh, your two-year term as uh, SLA president? Well, look, first of all, <clears throat> I, I can't go without complimenting uh, Nona on her leadership these last two years. I've been fortunate in my tenure with the organization, first as a member, then a long-term board member, to have worked with many prior presidents. And I am, not to sound corny, but I am truly humbled to have been honored with getting to be the next president of the organization. I think that there are a lot of things that we've done and the, under the general topic of inclusiveness and it's inclusiveness in terms of the sort of gender and racial diversity that we've built into our board. I think it's an awareness that we're having in terms of our conferences. And I think it's something that we have to keep our eye on the ball. 
we have to make sure that we don't lose sight of that. And also by looking into what are the topics that are the hot topics in sports. And there's always going to be some evergreen things that you want to talk about, like what's our, you know, our famous Saturday sessions, what's happening with the executive directors and the general counsels of the major leagues. That's really interesting. I mean, because that's sort of the Mount Olympus of sports and you want to hear from those people. And that's really sort of stunning. But this is our third year and our first full plenary session on an esports panel because esports is booming. And if you look at the changes of the laws over the last couple of months and the recent decisions, how can you not talk about gambling? But we will always pay attention to what's happening, what's changing in sports, because that's how you maintain relevance. It's not like some old group of guys sitting around rehashing the same stuff over and over. That is not the mission of our organization. That has not been the practice of our organization. And, you know, my goal is to just push that forward and to do more things like reaching out through podcasts, you know, reaching out so that people know more about who the organ who's in the organization, how the organization works. And the concept of inclusiveness is incredibly broad to the point where I think that we want law students to know that you're part of this organization. You may not have passed a bar exam or finished law school, but you've shown the interest. And if you show the interest, we're going to give you some great information and give you lots of great lessons. And the fact that the people that work behind the scenes on this org- on and for this organization all have careers, all are very busy, and we do this as an act of complete selflessness. We do it because, as I said earlier, we feel so fortunate that we get to work in this world that we're just happy to share our knowledge and our experiences to getting to this point with other people who have made the effort to reach out to figure out how to can I become part of this. Well, we've covered a lot uh, thus far, but are either of you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I, I just want to, again, you know, say how grateful I am for the opportunity to have been of service to the organization. And, you know, I look forward to continuing to be a member of it for many years to come. Yeah, I would just like to say, join the Sports Lawyers Association. It all starts there and it opens up a lot of opportunities because there's tremendous membership benefits uh, that are worth exploring. And you have contact with people. So when somebody says to you at the Sports Lawyers Association, oh, you're interested in that? Here's my information, contact me. They're doing it because they're expecting you to reach out to them and they will respond to you. That is the greatest member benefit of this organization. Well, Nona and Bobby, thanks to both of you for joining me, and thanks to all of you who are listening. Uh, We're excited about where the SLA has been, uh, where it is at now, and of course, where it is going. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about the SLA, check out our website and follow us on social media and look for more podcasts in the future. Uh, Once again, a big thank you to both Nona Lee and Bobby Hacker. I'm Matt Mitten, and thanks for joining us.
now that the final buzzer has sounded, don't let this be the end of our conversation. Feel free to share your thoughts with us on Twitter, at Sports Lawyers. That's at Sports Lawyers. Or find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. And be sure to be on the lookout for more podcasts in the future. Thank you for listening. Music provided for this podcast by Kevin McLeod.